Hello again, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Wrestling Time Machine by Sports Kita. You can find us on YouTube under WrestleBinge by Sports Kita. All of our videos drop right there. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, just anywhere. Just look us up under Sports Kita, and it's the Wrestling Time Machine. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my two famous co-hosts, Mr. WWE Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. Hey, what's going on there, Mac? How you doing today? I'm doing good, brother. And we got, of course, our other brother in here, and that is pro wrestling journalist, Mr. Bill After. Hey, Bill. Great to be here. And, you know, don't forget, uh, Teddy, former uh, SmackDown general manager. I mean, the general managers have been, like, going off the wall. I wish you were back, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, let's start off talking about that. Uh, one of the things that uh, I know that, Bill, you mentioned you'd like to talk about is the uh, Adam Pierce. And uh, Nick Aldis' uh, possibilities of the confrontation between the two of them. Oh, yeah. Teddy, have you been seeing some of that, too? I saw just uh, kind of briefly. I hadn't been following it because I didn't really think they were really going to go that way. I thought they were going to basically give these two guys a chance to, uh, you know what I mean, get things going and... <laughs> who it's knows? Going. It, it, it's going. You know, I, I, I have a feeling... You know they've been looking for a uh, for a way to get uh, Nick Aldis back in the ring, and they've been looking for. You know Adam Pierce is an incredible wrestler. He wrestled in the uh, NWA. He was uh, <coughs> he was coughing. Yes, um, but uh, uh, he was incredible. Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis, and I have a feeling somewhere down the line. We are going to see, this is the reason they're crossing, you know, one showing up on uh, SmackDown, the other one showing up at the same time on Raw. And I have a feeling we're getting uh, set to see a confrontation where usually when it's two non-wrestlers, because a lot of the younger fans don't know that either of them were wrestlers before, would be something they'd laugh at, but this wouldn't be that kind of confrontation. This would be a serious wrestling match. Would that sell tickets, Teddy? Well, yeah, I do. And, um, like I said, I'm not, you know, campaigning or nothing, but I could see myself coming in there, stepping right in the middle of that, you know, telling them, well, I tell you what, players, I ain't no use y'all keep arguing and talking about this. Both of you are tough competitors in the ring. I think the way we settle this to see who's going to be in charge is Adam Pierce goes one-on-one with Nick Aldis. Well, Teddy, would you, uh, is your referee license still uh, in effect? Can you get in there and referee that match? I can still move around, player. Yeah, let's just hope they don't have too many falls. <laughs> don't bother me. Remember, oh, I'm a guy my knees that do a, kill me. I'm a guy that do an hour cardio four days out of the week. Been doing it for over 20 years. Uh, let me ask you, though. I, you know, you're talking about uh, Nick Aldis, and uh, I don't know that that's the best program for him. I'm not sure that's where I'd like to see Nick go, to be honest with you. I'd rather see. No, it's not. It's not the best program for him. Def- definitely not. Uh, but I just think in terms of uh, an angle and fan interest, what the heck? It might be a good uh, good, good program there in terms of, you know, a one-shot deal. Feud of the managers, yeah. of the general managers. Yeah. Yeah, I can see a lot of use for Nick Aldis, uh, you know, down the line uh, in WWE. And let's not forget that his wife, Mickey James, is a free agent right now. So yeah. she could actually come over to WWE too. There could be some interesting storylines made out of that uh, if you know if they play up to the fact that they are married. You know, nowadays most fans know who's married to who, and you can't really hide that anymore. So they might as well let people know and use a storyline out of it because I think it could be one hell of a storyline between the two because they're great athletes, both of them. Sure, 
Sure. Let's talk about Randy Orton. He returned to WWE as it was announced for War Games. He'll be on the team joining Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, and Sami Zayn. And they'll be going up against the Judgment Day. Being Damian Priest, Finn Balor, let's see, Dominic Mysterio, and uh, J.D. McDonough being the uh, other side. And I'm forgetting somebody there. Who am I forgetting there? Bill, who am I forgetting? Uh, not Rhea Ripley. Um, no, no. Finn Balor. No, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. <laughs> Drew McIntyre is the name that I was uh, missing that uh, we I forgot. I to still mention. don't associate him with Judgment Day, which is why it didn't come off the top of my head. But yep. you got to I want to tell you something. The other night on Monday Night Raw, whenever you're watching this thing, when you talk about his an attitude slowly week to week getting more and more aggravated to the peak of it on Monday Night Raw. He was amazing in that promo. I thought it was one of his best promos that he's done since he's been in WWE, especially, especially he just seemed natural on the mic last night as we're recording this. Um, I, I thought he did a tremendous job and he did exactly what we were talking about on our last show. He's not a member of Judgment Day. He was just pretty much a hired hand uh, for Judgment Day. That he was doing what he had to do because he's always been the same guy. That's what he's always said. I've always been the same guy, you know. So uh, so I think we're going to see that's pretty much where it's going to go. But what do you think about the uh, War Games match coming up, Bill? personally, Personally, I think there's more to this than we're seeing. I think there's going to be a jealousy triangle here between Rhea, Dom Dom, and Drew McIntyre. I think that's where they're going with this thing. Yeah, and see, I kept thinking that maybe it was going to be Drew McIntyre eventually, you know, butting heads um, with Damian Priest. Uh, that's sure, who I, I, that's who I thought they were going to have the biggest issue absolutely. with. And I even even now, I'm still wondering during War Games, does Damian Priest turn, and does that cause Judgment Day to lose? Just the thought. Well, you know, that's a good thought. <laughs> uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, we just don't know right now. But that's really something to think about right there. You know, the, the guy turns there and causes Judgment Day to lose. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that that's that's something to pay attention to. Keep in mind, he still has that money in the bank uh, briefcase. So turning him good guy, is that going to hurt any storylines in terms of him cashing that in down the road? Depends on who he's going to cash it in on. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, I don't think think it would hurt anything now. You know what I mean? People just, you know, they just want to see the right thing happen. Then you got some people who want to see the bad thing happen. So I don't mm-hmm. think it'll hurt anything. I think it'll be just something brand new. Let me ask another question about Monday Night Raw that kind of came to mind as I was watching. And, uh, you know, they announced that Randy Orton would be joining the team with Cody. I, I get a feeling that maybe we saw Randy announced a little bit early instead of being announced on the pay-per-view itself for the premium live event, mainly because they're going to be in Chicago. And a lot of fans weren't <laughs> sure if it was going to be him or if it was going to be CM Punk. So it could have been WWE's way of saying, hey, look, it's not going to be CM Punk. We're going to tell you who it is right now to save that Chicago crowd from chanting CM Punk the entire time. Is that what you think may be happening right now, Bill? Well, I think that uh, they announced that because it strengthens the pay-per-view gate, so to say. I really do. I think people want to see Randy back again. And I think no matter what, it's Chicago and CM Punk 
chance are going to go on anyway. So what happens now as we get closer to, uh, and, and Teddy, this may, you know, being backstage and you know how it runs back there, CM Punk is still in the back of a lot of fans' minds that he's going to show up in WWE. So if it's not going to be in Chicago, the next place it can be is going to be another surprise type of event for WWE. Would be, oh God, it's awful. Royal Rumble, I'm sorry. Royal Rumble coming up in January. So when that comes up, Again, we could get back into a situation where you're waiting for that guy to come out and you're all excited because you think it's going to be CM Punk, but instead it's somebody else. And if you remember, Batista and Daniel Bryan had that issue years ago and everybody was hoping that, you know, that Daniel Bryan was going to come back and Batista came out. It was his debut and it fell flat. The fans did not want it. So is that something that WWE has got to be careful of in this case with CM Punk? I don't think so. I think that uh, right now with the way that they're doing it, this could be a tease, you know, and that's what it kind of looks like to me, maybe more of a tease. And I think right now the people just really want to see CM Punk, you know, settle somewhere. And so I think if he does, whenever he comes, it's going to still be a big reaction because like, like I said, anybody with any common sense can know, I mean, if he comes back to WWE, where else is there to go? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that would be his final destination. And, and you know, and then they'll go on from there. But uh, I, I, I think it'll be just exciting whenever they do it. Yeah, I think, you know, with the reorganization uh, of TNA at this point, from Impact to TNA, and uh, everything that everybody I talked to backstage loved having him there and he felt like part of the family, who knows? I mean, maybe that would be their ticket to growing their product again. I don't know if he's too crazy about coming back to WWE. That's where they all want to see him. He's not going back to AEW. That's for sure. Uh, He's not going to Ring of Honor. That's for sure. NWA, maybe. But I just have a feeling that uh, TNA would be a, a good spot for him at this time to help that company grow and for him to be comfortable. I, you know, I agree with you, Bill. You know, that had, I, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, you know, and, you know, for him to, you know, go to TNA right there, you're exactly right. That would certainly help them uh, grow. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I believe, you know, Punk would work with them. I think they, they've got the money, you know, to pay, him, to, to pay him what he's comfortable with. And I think he'd like that too, you know what I mean? Because that way it puts him in a position, you know, where, hey, let me see, you know, you know where I am in this business, you know, what can I still do? You know what I mean? It gives him a little bit of confidence, too. You know what I mean? So I, I like sure. that idea, too, Bill, you know, to see him, uh, you know, come back there. That would that would really give them a big boost. Or, you know, there's, all, there's also the option of going to Japan a few times a yes. year and just, you know, going there to keep keep in shape, keep going in the business and making some really good bucks. And it's not so certain that he's not still maybe going to go back to AEW. I think it's a really long shot. But now they have a, there's a character that's on AEW's The Devil. Nobody knows who The Devil is because he wears a mask. A lot of people are now saying that it could be CM Punk under that mask. Yeah. He could have been worked. I don't believe so for a second, but that's still being thrown around out there. And if you're AEW... Tony Khan's got to do something for his ratings because right now he's not doing a whole lot, and he's got. You know who? You know who the devil is? 
I can tell you right now. I can reveal it. He's remembering WCW, the Black Scorpion. That's who he is. <laughs> Rick Flair under the hood, and he is employed by AEW. <laughs> oh, oh, God! You just hit on something that nobody has thought about. What if, and he doesn't have to be a wrestler, that that's the Black Scorpion? Hey, you'd never know. <laughs> Look, guys, I saw a pay-per-view this past weekend. Bill, I don't know if you had a chance to see this. And, Teddy, I'm not sure if you did either. I haven't had a chance to talk to you this week. Um, AEW put on a pay-per-view, and they had a hardcore oh, type of death match. Uh, and it was uh, Adam uh, – why do I always forget his name? What's his name, Bill? I mean, Adam Page. Adam Page. Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. It was yeah. a brutal match. And I've got a video, because I know, Teddy, you have not seen this. I've got a video I want to show you. My question, before we get into this, is how much is too much? Um, I, I believe in blood in a match. I Honestly, I do. I love when it's, when it's a blow-off match and it calls for blood. I have no problem with blood at all. But I found myself kind of going, what in the hell are you thinking when we saw this, now let me show you what we uh, had in this past weekend. Vampire match. Yeah. Here we go. Son's finger painting. Oh, that's what the, oh my God. And now, Swerve left with a permanent reminder. Holy smokes. Oh! Well, Adam Page more than living up to his word. Oh, look at this. What the hell is wrong And does the Triple H spit with it when it's over with? Just Teddy, your thoughts when you saw that? That's the first AEW. time you The fans are chanting AEW, AEW. Yes. Woo! Teddy, your well, thoughts? Um, just I'm like a, a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, way too much. You know what I mean? You got to also, you know, think about yourself too. You know, you're sharing yes. that. You know, got your your wound that wounds are being open now. You know, open wounds, and then you're bleeding. And like I said, you know, a lot of people don't believe it, but I believe in it. You know, COVID is still out there. You know, and there are a lot of other th things you can catch. You know, and hepatitis in the ring there. So you have to be really careful. You know, like I said, those guys were putting on a hell of a show, hell of a match. But I'm, in my opinion, I think it was just a little bit too much. You know what it yeah. reminded me of? CCW Combat's own wrestling because that's they would yeah, use staples and blood and all this kind of stuff and that was a, a certain audience and I know AEW is trying to give us uh, a variety of different kind of matches but man oh man when he was like drinking the blood there I was like oh I, hey, I, I'm, I really... I'm thinking the whole time that I'm watching it and you know I was watching it live and and I'm thinking to myself, you've got a new child at home, you're married, and you're drinking blood. I don't care if he had a doctor's, you know, tell him everything's fine and everything's clear. I don't know what happened in the last couple hours before he even got in the ring with you. So who knows? I'm not about to drink somebody's blood and then spit it back out of my mouth. You know, but you're, at that point, you're spitting it up in the air to go over the fans in front of you as well. But it, it just to me, it was too much. Again, I like blood in a match. I thought that was too much. I really did. So I've got right. to tell you, I've got to tell you, I think the blood was not even enough, Dr. Van Helsing. Got to get my Dracula. <laughs> Let me say this too. Swerve Strickland is a star. 
I don't, I don't care what anybody says. There's something about Swerve that has got star written all over him. His match with Adam uh, the other night was just incredible. I enjoyed the match for the most part outside of some of the spots that were kind of, you know, kind of questionable. But outside of that, I enjoyed the match for what it was. Uh, it was a death match pretty much. And you get the staples and everything else. But Swerve Strickland is good on the microphone. He's got a good acting chops on him too. Because when he went into uh, Hangman Page's home, uh, into his child's room. I thought he had a hell of a promo there too. It was really creepy. Yeah. So yeah. to me, Swerve Strickland is the name to watch. I think he's going to be one of the biggest names. It's going to be an AEW in the next year. And uh, if he's not, I would be amazed. I think uh, that match just the other night probably made Swerve Strickland a household name among wrestling fans. All right, let's see. Becky Lynch, she made her way back into WWE as well. Uh, well she's been around, but she's been over in NXT. Now she's over on Monday Night Raw. Um, Bill, what are your thoughts on Becky Lynch? I, I get the feeling that maybe she's lost a little bit of steam. No, I never get tired of seeing her. Oh, I don't she get tired of seeing that, her. I just don't no, feel like she's in a, a storyline that's worth watching right now. She's not. And, well, no. Every storyline with her, even without a story, is worth watching. Because in the ring, she is so technically good with whatever she does. She really is. They haven't uh, elevated her to a major storyline at this time. But anytime I see her on Raw, you know, that's when I don't get up and get something from the fridge. I, I'm transfixed. I loved watching her in the ring. But, yeah, they haven't found the right, uh, uh, right storyline for her just yet. But maybe, maybe if you really look at it, uh, Jay Cargill hasn't been talked about or used yet at all, and maybe they're maybe they're saving that lady for Becky Lynch. I, I, I wonder know. now. Nia Jax is a heel right now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So why not Becky Lynch and Nia Jax? Let's not forget that Nia Jax is the one that broke uh, Becky Lynch's nose wide open. Uh, she was bleeding all over the place. So there could be a storyline between the two of them, her coming back, wanting the retribution on uh, Nia Jax, because I think Nia was gone not long after all that went down. Um, I, I just feel like there are certain female wrestlers in WWE. This goes for even AEW, for that matter. I don't feel like the women's divisions in either one of those companies has really got any great storylines that make me want to watch. I, and I'm wondering, some of the people that I see on TV sometimes make me wonder, why am I watching these people and not seeing someone like Charlotte Flair or a Becky Lynch? You know, well, wait a minute, like wait a minute. Why did they have Raquel Rodriguez lose to Nia Jax on Raw? Raquel Rodriguez, to me, could have major star power, but they kill her off too often. Well, here's what here's what we have to realize, gentlemen. The way that this goes is. Like uh, Mac was just saying, I, I I see something like that. It makes me not want to watch. Well, yeah, it makes you not want to watch, but it maybe makes a lot of the other fans want to watch it. So that's what I'm saying. I had to get that in my head, too. Just because I don't like something, it doesn't mean that the, some fans don't like it. So I had to adjust and realize, well, yeah. I think it's not good, but these people here think it's good, so I got to go along with the program. So... That's what we have to do, man. I see a lot of stuff. I, I'm like, I just like, Jesus Christ, what in the world? But, you know, it's not it's not left up to me. Yeah. Let, let me ask you uh, just your two personal opinions. What female wrestlers do you think right now are some of the hottest female wrestlers in wrestling? Well, when you're saying hottest, meaning. When I, when I, 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 the best. Yeah. Let's no, put it that way. 
Well, I like Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley is certainly a uh, She is just outstanding, man. Rhea Ripley, very, very good. Uh, I had a chance to, uh, I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to compliment Natalia. I saw her in our yeah. tag match last oh, night. Man. And uh, brother, let me tell you something. She is a outstanding worker. I've known her for a long time. Great attitude. Doesn't mind helping the young girls out, you know, the, you know, helping them learn and stuff. So Natalia just did an outstanding job last night. She's, she's in that top list, one of those yep. girls, you yep. know. Also, you know, my thing is this, and I was thinking maybe with uh, Jay Cardiop, maybe they're saving her, and I would too. I wouldn't, I'd save her for WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Because she's going to be- But they made a big fuss over her already, you know, and, and you forget, after a few weeks, you forget. Right, and then in WrestleMania, she busts out. You know what I mean? And I mean, that, that would be huge because she's going to be a big star there, man. I'm telling you right yeah. now. So I I'd saw her- I'd do a thing, maybe you could do something where, you know, you said Charlotte Flair uh, had this deal with Becky Lynch where where Becky, she broke her nose or something. Maybe they re bring that back. Okay, Becky's going in to do that, and maybe Nia Jax interferes in that. Now here comes Jay Cardiop. You know, <laughs> you know something along them lines. Bill, I'm going to make you? a bold statement. I'm going to make a bold statement. Charlotte Flair is the consummate professional wrestler. She transcends gender. She is that damn good in the ring. I agree. But now, but name, give me five names. You got Charlotte uh, on your thing. Give me four. Well, Rhea, names, Rhea, Rhea, that's two. Maddie Neidhart, definitely. I mean, she, you know, it's funny that uh, they don't put her over a lot, but every one of her matches is just, is just incredible. Um, are we talking just WWE? Uh, well, for each Fed, yeah. I mean, if you want to go into AEW, no, no, but we, just we, basically we can, WWE. No, we, can, we, we can stay with the uh, with WWE uh, for a big lady, Nia Jax, and Raquel Rodriguez should be. She should be higher. Like I said, I just don't know why they kill her off. But Charlotte Flair is the consummate professional wrestler in every and, way. And her, let's not leave interview. out Selena Vega. Yep. No, Selena no, there, we yes. don't see enough of her. We don't see enough of her. Well, I, you know, I feel the same way about Charlotte. I don't see a whole lot of Charlotte either. You know, she she pops up here and there. She's kind of got one of those uh, programs like Roman Reigns. It feels like she kind of comes in and goes when she pleases. Uh, I was surprised she's actually on, that man. Roman Reigns has only wrestled eleven matches this year. Well, she's been on, by the way, most of the the recent Raws. She's been on quite a bit since they were going toward uh, War Games. But yeah, you're, you're right. It, it's uh, he's here somewhere. He's, can you see him back? Nope. You can't see him Who? back there. Who's that? Roman Reigns. Hang on a minute. Oh, I don't see Roman. You see Roman? I thought he was talking about John Cena again. I can't see John, so. Well, yes, you can. Who yes, wants to can. see him? <laughs> Did you get him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. one of his uh, action figures. Well, my, can my, we find out? Could you please try and get him booked for the next TV? You, <laughs> you won't you see him until next year, I don't think. <laughs> can I bring something up that we don't have on our that we don't have on our list? Here, okay. Okay. I was talking to uh, an old friend who's not old. And he's one of the midget wrestlers. Yes. Short sleeve Samson. And we were discussing how much we loved the midget wrestlers when we were all growing up 
and uh, and the midget mini luchadors and all that. And we were talking about, you know, if midget is the proper uh, way to call a wrestler of yeah, we that talked size. about that recently on yeah. one of our shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm planning to do uh, an, an interview with him. And I just want to see if the two of you have the same feeling I do that, and especially for the kids, that midget wrestling needs to be brought back again. I, I have no problem with uh, midgets in wrestling. I, I always look, I grew up during a time when there were always a midget, you know, that was not uncommon. Yeah. Uh, right. The only problem I had with the midgets was that uh, in the last few years, if you say the word midget, somebody thinks you're being rude. And it's like, well, I, no, I asked him about that. And what he said, I asked him about that. And he, he said to me that, no, he calls himself a midget wrestler. And you cannot tell him that that's not respectful because that's what he calls himself. And he says all the guys in like micro championship wrestling and all that, they they call themselves Midget wrestlers, and that, he says there's nothing. Yeah, that's ahead, what Teddy. they are. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. what they are. Yeah, wait, well, but, uh, I mean, Ted, Teddy and I work with a midget in Georgia wrestling that uh, we've had some great moments with. It's just funny, and and yeah. the, the kids love them. I don't care how yeah. old. I mean, it, how how that midget looks. The kids, for whatever reason find themselves attracted to the midgets because they're about the same size, and they feel like that's one of me in there. Well, there's so much you can do with yeah. them now. You know what I mean? There's so many characters out there that are part of TV and Disney and all that. So there are a lot of things you can basically do with them now. So I'm like, Bill, I'd like to see them come back, too. I would, too. And it's, not, it's not politically incorrect because he is what he says. He's a midget. And this is what he says. Yeah. And he says it's definitely not politically incorrect. No. Yeah, my I, I call my wife a, a midget or oompa loompa all the time because she's kind of she's only like five foot two, and uh, I'll okay. say that in public. She says you can't say midget in, in public. I'm like, uh, yes, I can. <laughs> I say whatever I and want. If anybody's out there, if anybody's out there that you know feels that that's the wrong term, we are not trying to be politically incorrect here. We're discussing what was when I was growing up. Every card on Madison Square yep. Garden had the amazing midgets <laughs> on them, and people flocked to see them they were superstars bring them back Me mexico uses them all the time who were they some of your famous minions. midgets who were some of the midgets that you remember uh bill growing up oh god sky low low little brutus um uh the, the haiti kid i mean yeah, they were just great you remember the haiti kid teddy yeah yeah i remember him teddy do you remember any midgets working with them uh, back in the jim crockett days no nobody but no, Hornswoggle wasn't even in the Jim Crockett days. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, Bill, who was that in the in Jim Crockett days? Was there a midget in Jim Crockett days? I don't remember um, uh, them yeah. having midget wrestling regularly. It was mainly mm -hmm. Vince McMahon Sr. that booked them uh, all the time. And Sky Lolo, who was the uh, and little Brutus, Sky Lolo, who was the midget champion, his wife was like six foot two. Wow. And when they would go out on in the town after the matches in New York, every newspaper was there and covering that that's how you get attention yes yeah. sir yeah. hey anything I'm coming up for you guys no no that's that's perfectly fine i think because we asked that question several uh shows ago about midgets and do, is it okay to call them a midget so i'm glad we found out that it is at least according to another midget that it's okay to say midget i just i, I yeah, agree i think i think when it comes to marketing for the kids the word midget and it's just 
it just works. It just does. Yeah. All right. Anything coming up for you guys that we need to talk about? Uh, no. Nothing's coming up but WrestleCade. That's coming up this weekend. Yeah. Friday, Wish Saturday. Could be there. Uh, the big days, Mac and I, well, we'll be there as a special guest, and uh, we'll be doing uh, live stuff for the road trip after hours. Uh, also, the following week, I guess that's around December the 5th or something like that. Yes. But anyway, that next weekend, I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin for a big show there. Uh, I'll be giving you more information on that. But other than that, Blair, that's, that's it. I've been to Appleton, Wisconsin, actually. I was there several Ooh. years ago uh, on a, uh, I had a gig there. Uh, okay. it, was, it was modeling stuff uh, back at that time, back when I was younger. But uh, Appleton is, uh, is, is a fun place to be. You, 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 yeah. just mentioned, you mentioned Appleton, and it brings me back to the IWCCW that Mario Savoldi used to run. And he had a very large character by the name of Curly Moe who was a ripoff of Curly from the Three Stooges. And every time I would interview him, he wouldn't call me Mr. Actor. He called me, oh, Mr. Appleton. Mr. So <laughs> you always get that. Just reminded hey, me hey, of that. Other thing I wanted to do, too, before we get out of here, guys, I wanted to let everybody know I did get a chance to listen to the interview with Bill and uh, Undertaker. Outstanding, man. Yes. You know, very, oh, very, thank great you job. so very much. Yeah, thank I'm you. glad, I'm glad you said that, Teddy. Huh? Thank you. I'm glad you said that, Teddy, because I, I I forgot to bring that up, and that was an incredible interview. I wish it was all in one piece. I wanted to watch one whole video piece, start to finish, but I understand why it was broke up that way. But uh, it was really good, really good. Yeah. Well, well, thank I you always, very much. I always enjoy Undertaker. You know, me and him, we come up the ranks together. You know, me and him always been close friends. So, man, just watch. Oh, he told me to say hello to you. We did talk about you, by the way. And also, you should have uh, heard what rare. they said, Teddy. <laughs> but I'm not also, listening to you, Matt. <laughs> also, he said that, that you know, uh, they had said when I was trying to set this up that um, we were going to do it back in April. And uh, um, I think I had COVID for like three or four days and I couldn't make the trip out to where I would rape WrestleMania. Yeah, I was last, supposed to go do it yeah. at that time for you. But right. And he said, no, unless it's me, he's, in, you know, because we had a personal relationship all the way back to when he started before he was the undertaker. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. Unless there's something else you need to talk about. I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. What are they going to do with LA Knight now? I, I don't know. Again, again, I don't know. Some of the storylines, I, I, everything to a lot of people are in flux. I, I said that on the last show, and I still feel that right now, that there's still not a lot of direction as to where we're going for WrestleMania yet. I assume we're going to start seeing that in the next couple of months, and it'll start really kind of panning out. But right now, uh, some of the people, I don't know where they're going to go with them. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, let, let me bring up one more thing, and uh, if this doesn't stay sure. in, you can edit it out. All right, guys, it is Thanksgiving, and Turkey of the Year in wrestling. We've talked about this last year. Let's talk about it now real quick. If you had to pick somebody, anybody in the wrestling business, who is your turkey of the year? Dominic Mysterio. Oh. Agreed. 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 Same one. Boy, Agreed. yes, y'all y'all took the easy way. I yeah. I would have to say if it comes down to a moment uh for turkey of the year, the turkey of the year moment had to be the cocaine spot in NWA. I thought that I was a horrible agree mistake. Agree with that too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
That's it. That's your turkeys of the year. I'm Mac Davis with the other two turkeys <laughs> of the year. Pro wrestling journalist Bill After and WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. We'll see you and next I week. I am smoke turkey. How about that? <laughs> That's it. Instead of uh, saying holla holla, let's have a gobble gobble, Teddy. Gobble gobble gobble. I love it. I love it. <laughs> see you at the matches. All right. Let's see. Hey, Mac, you noticed that feedback wasn't there this time? I heard it in my ears, though. I Did still you? hear it. I didn't hear it at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I even turned down my microphone thinking maybe the headphones were too loud, but that wasn't it either. Yeah, the, I don't get it with Chris when I do his show at 11 o'clock with the same equipment and also on StreamYard. I don't get that feedback. It, it sounds like it's, it's some kind of feedback. I don't know where it's coming from, though. Like right here, if I turn this way down, can you still? Well, I can't hear the feedback if I turn that down. So, no, of course, <laughs> that not. won't work. All right, guys, Definitely. I'm out of here. All right, man. Happy guys, Thanksgiving to both of you. Happy you Thanksgiving too. to you guys, too. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you for everything. And by the way, I wasn't just making that up. I I said to um, to Mark, to I call him the Mark Taker. So that way he's Mark and the Undertaker. And uh, he said, make sure if you talk to Teddy Long, you tell him I said hello. Okay. All right. Thank I you guess. all. All right. See yeah, you later. Uh, Teddy, I will give you a call. Oh, he's already gone. Okay. <laughs> you going to call Teddy off. and not me? I was going to tell him. I was going to call him tomorrow because we got to set up the time to meet on Thursday. So, Damn, I wish I could go, Mac. But oh, I wish you could. Not too. happening. Not happening.